Hashtag SAFMBTH. Yeah, and those legal fees can run up into the hundreds of thousands for just a day. For just a day. 0614-104-107. Your tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre. And our studio line is 86 We're in conversation next with African Affairs commentator Azo Komo. Things are slowly getting back to normal in the streets of Dakar after clashes that erupted last week following the sentencing of opposition leader Osman Songo. Songo, the violence resulted in at least 15 deaths and more than 350 wounded uh, to give us more analysis on what has caused the political tension in the West African country. Azo Komo now joining us on the line. Azo, good afternoon and thank you so much for making a time for us. So as it stands currently, um, things are slowly getting back to normal from your vantage point. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> from my vantage point, it's the same as yours. But I think things are getting back to normal. I won't say back to normal. I think the tension is still there. But I think uh, just the street violence or the street protests are going down. But this boosts very well for the coming elections. Yeah, and, and, and considering now that, that tensions, well, you, the tensions are still there, but things have come down just a little bit. Um, what does this then say about how the, um, how the state responded to these protesters? Well, um, I think we should not actually look at how the state responded to the protest. We should actually look at how the state handled the situation to actually get the protest to where they are. Um, I think your listeners got to know that what happened is that Sonke was accused of two charges. He was accused of the main charge of rape, mm. and then the second charge, which was a charge of um, indecent exposure, I think, or indecency against a minor. Uh, this minor was supposed to be, uh, she was a, uh, massage parlor or whatever you call them. And the man went there for, 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 for monsieur, to the monsieur. And then he was alleged that he raped her. And then charges were opened against him. The main charge was rape. But in the case, that charge of rape was proven to be false and it was thrown out. But then a second charge was brought up saying that it was a decent exposure. And uh, he has been jailed, has been sentenced, I think, to two years on that, uh, on that charge. So you find that basically they were looking for him. A charge was being put there. Yeah. Uh, if he has been said a sentence for rape and that never took place, they went for a lesser charge. So you find that the state really was complicit in actually uh, putting the man behind bars uh, simply because... Uh, Okay, uh, the president's uh, the presidency itself. Um, the, the function of the presidency in the last term it's not been to the expectation of the youth. Yeah. D- does this at all play into uh, the hands of the opposition, um, considering that there would be the elections that would be taking place? But then, of course, on the other end, um, would this conviction also bar um, Sonko from contesting the elections? Exactly. The thing was that the main contestant was Sonko. His, his popularity was coming up. He's part of the opposition. Although in the last elections, he was the third most popular uh, contestant. But now he's, uh, he was the most popular. So basically, um, the whole thing is actually to weaken the opposition, to weaken Sonko's uh, participation in the election, hoping that 
the other candidates won't be strong enough to challenge the incumbent. And as it stands currently, is it known whether Makisaw would be going for the third term? Now that's another thing that's not known, you see. Uh, that would be very difficult, uh, simply because uh, to do that has got to manipulate many things, and that would actually get, in, get the international community up. And basically, it will actually sort of uh, take the country deeper into distraught. But what uh, the incubator is trying to do, Michael Saul is trying to do, is actually he's going to step down, as it seems, but he's actually trying to weaken the opposition to make sure that the people who are going to come and contest uh, his party man or his person who's going to be there won't have stiff opposition. So they're actually trying to get down the main uh, sort of uh, the strong opponents in the coming election. A final one is social media. Once again, um, we've seen that social media being used to mobilize and the decision that was taken by the interior minister um, to suspend some platforms for, 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 for some time being. What would this then do for the elections themselves, as we know that social media can be used to mobilize? Well, the social media was put off in the time of the, of, 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 of the protest and rioting. But at the time of uh, campaigning, I don't think they could actually sort of uh, put off the social media. Now, that would be very, very difficult because once you put on the social media, the thing that you cannot do it in the dark, it's out in the open. Yeah, and that would be the first time seeing that the elections are not free and fair. So basically, the social media aspect is just that they're trying to disorganize the opposition or the protesters. Mm trying to make sure that they could not organize and get themselves together and call more demonstrations. That's what's been used all over the world, I suppose, yeah. when it comes to social media. Even in the Russian, <laughs> in the Russia, what do you call it, in the Russia-Ukraine uh, issue, you find that uh, the Russian, not social media, but the Russian media of RT and others, mm. have been put off the air. Yeah, so it's just a manipulation of the media. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Azakomo, the African Affairs commentator. 0614